Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today, Laura, Ariel, and myself are sitting down with Allison Scuds. This is so exciting, not only because she was the demo girl this year for all of the CFHQ goodies with the Open, but she also, for a long, long time, was an athlete and coach at NC Fit Redwood City. So it was so much fun catching up with our girl, A Scuds, and we talk all about her time training, what it's been like to try to get to the CrossFit Games, what her mindset around that has been, both in and out of competition, in and out of training, and how it's carried over so much to her life. We talk about focusing on what's in our control, what's out of our control, and how to really capitalize on those things. And she tells us all about a super secret launch of a clothing line coming out. So be sure to stay around for the full show and get all of the details on that. We've linked all the ways to get a hold of Allie in the show notes. And while you're in the show notes and you're in the app, go ahead and leave the show a five-star rating and review. It helps us continue to get awesome guests like Allison on the show and keeps the show growing. While you're in the app store, go ahead and download the NC Fit app. So you have four programs a day in your pocket, ready to go, ready to train, whether you are in the gym or in the garage, at a hotel, traveling, on the road, wherever, we have got you covered with the NC Fit app. And you get a free week when you download it. So why not check it out? You've got nothing to lose. Who doesn't like free things? Be sure to check it out. And without further ado, enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. We are here with the awesome Allison Scuds. I have such an affinity for this girl working with you at NC Fit up in Redwood City and watching your athletic career just boom over the last few years has been so, so cool. Um, it's like that moment when you're watching the demo girl and you're epic like face plank where I was like I know her <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so psyched to have you on the show today um and want to kind of kick it off asking what we ask everybody how are you making waves well thank you guys so much for having me on here I love the opportunity to um you know spread what my life's about and um that goes perfectly into that first question. It, um, I think, you know, a lot of people know me as a competitive CrossFit athlete, and I think that's a huge component of how I make waves. You know, one of my reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing is to inspire others to follow their dreams, and I've always been one to, you know, seek out life's biggest challenges, and that's what motivates me to try them because I kind of have this feeling of like, why not me? And um, I think that that has kind of led me to a lot of the big pivotal decisions and um, things that I've done in my life is just chasing after goals that feel really scary and almost unattainable in certain ways. And I really wish to spread that message to others who are, you know, maybe too scared to go after something or think that like, oh, that, um, you know, those people who are really high achievers, they're different than me, when in reality, like, there's no difference. It's just about, you know, finding what your passion is, or something that you're super interested in, and 
giving it your best effort. And even if you, you know, don't ultimately get to that goal, it's going to lead you to great places and maybe you'll find what you actually were meant to do. And so throughout my um, athletic career, I've been competing now for since uh, 2015 was my first time at regionals. And basically it was starting uh, when I started CrossFit, I knew I wanted to compete uh, just because that's always been in my DNA. Uh, I used to be a competitive cheerleader. And so I just loved that, like I said, pursuit of excellence and just finding challenges and seeing like, oh, I, I want to do that. And um, I think that has a lot to, I have a lot of that to attribute to my parents just for always having like the attitude of like, yeah, you can do that. And, um, that's kind of led me to where I'm at today. I've, I've competed at regionals when they had them, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. And then the last couple seasons have been a little different. If you guys follow CrossFit, you know, that it was sanctionals and then semifinals. And yeah, my ultimate goal is to make it to the CrossFit games, but I'm still working on that one. And I think that, um, as I, as I go, that is, it's, it's easy to, get frustrated and like, Oh, I haven't achieved that goal yet. But I think in a way it's, it's again, motivating to keep on living. Like I'm not there yet, but I'm going to keep pushing. And I think that in a way, like knowing that that's more relatable to some people, to most people. And, um, having that is like my why to keep one of my whys to keep pushing through is, um, is inspiring to me also. And then another way that I've just recently started making waves is uh, with my signature collection with Born Primitive. So I created this clothing line um, with my sponsor, Born Primitive, um, with the idea to help women feel sexy and confident and uh, really good in the gym to essentially, you know, help them as the way that you know, kind of, I, I believe in the philosophy, like look good, feel good, and then perform good. And so, yeah, you don't need a cute outfit to like go in the gym and work hard, but it's just like that little extra boost of confidence or boost of motivation. And so that really like is important to me and is something that I've always felt throughout my life. And I'm excited to like start sharing that with um, women across the, the world, really. Hell yeah. That feel good, look good. I know if I've got like the yeah. matching bra with the shorts. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm PRing for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of like athletic clothing, uh, historically, I think it's making a big change now. Um, but you know, we're kind of into this like athleisure movement as well, but it, uh, historically it's just been like very, just like plain, you know, sports bra, like not really, thoughtful designs I guess um up until recently so that's been exciting for me to get to like explore that and um experiment with that as well and just see the amazing feedback from women who have like I just love when I get messages from people like oh my gosh your bra made me feel so like strong and found my workout because of it and so that just like that's what really like fills me up is like helping others um you know just feel their best and and do their best what was your launch into the CrossFit space? I know you went to regionals in 2015, but how long ago did you find CrossFit? What made you find it? Um, and, and what does that kind of evolution look like? 
I started CrossFit in 2013. I was still in college at the University of Miami at the time. And before that, I was, I was a competitive all-star cheerleader uh, for pretty much my whole life. And in addition to that, when I was in high school, I played other sports. So I've definitely always had that competitive nature and also just searching for like physical feats to try to accomplish and having that training like in cheerleading it was basically year-round um training like we didn't really have an off season much more than a couple weeks multiple times a week you know multiple hours um per practice so i was just used to having that like regimented schedule and once i retired from that i was just really like searching for something else that was like that obviously it was really busy with my studies in school but I was missing that like physical component of like training for something like having a goal and like working towards that and like my physical side of me so that's how I found CrossFit and I, I was kind of like doing CrossFit already just like you know varied workouts high intensity interval type stuff and like actually when I was in cheerleading, my coach kind of dabbled in CrossFit too. And so I didn't really know that it was called CrossFit, but we would do some sort of like interval trainings with the cheerleading movement. So we do like a minute of max backflips or something like that. And so I kind of like was already incorporating that training uh, without really knowing what it was called. And then the first time I heard of CrossFit, I, I was at, um, I got invited to go watch Wadapalooza that year. And once I saw, you know, they're doing like bar muscle ups, which is kind of like, you know, gymnasty and, and just like these crazy workouts. I was like, it was basically love at first sight. I was like, yep, sign me up for that. <laughs> Casual minute of backflips. I love how yeah. you just kind of like <laughs> threw that in there. Um, <laughs> One thing that you said, and I really, it's like still resonating with me is why not me? And I'm really in this space. I think a lot of women say not me, like it can't be me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't deserve it or I'm not good enough. Where did yeah. that thought process come from for you that why can't it be me? Uh, yeah, I think like I mentioned before that it's probably, you know, instilled from my parents because they've definitely always just been super, I guess, like nonchalant about like big goals. They're just like, oh yeah, you could do that. Like, yeah, you're, for sure. Like you're, you can do that. Like the, my, the earliest example I can think of this is when I was, um, in competitive cheerleading. Um, I was at a local gym, uh, where I grew up in Columbus, Ohio but there was like, there's this program um, in Miami, Florida called Top Gun All-Stars. And it was basically my childhood dream to go cheer on Top Gun. And it just seemed like nobody else was really doing, like not many cheerleaders were doing that, like moving across the country to be on another program. And for me, I was just like, yep, that's what I want to do. This is how I do it. And my, my parents were just like, yeah, sounds good. Like you can do that. And so it was like, you know, looking back on it, it seems like this huge, like, wow, I can't believe I actually did that. But at the time it was just like, yep, that's what I want to do. So I'm going to go do it essentially. <laughs> and um, so I'm sure that's kind of where that all started. And then I kind of took that same, I don't know, mindset, I guess, into to the rest of my 
life so far. And um, I have never, I guess, viewed myself as particularly the most talented at something. Like even in school, I was um, a really good student. Like I got great grades and I actually ended up being my high school like valedictorian, but I never felt like I was the smartest or like gifted that way. I just felt like I worked really hard and knew if I had a goal that I wanted to accomplish, like I could make it happen. And so I think when you just start believing in yourself and proving yourself right, that really just helps you build that confidence. And, um, you know, for, I, I totally get that I'm super lucky to have parents who helped me with that. But I think that people who maybe um, don't have that confidence, they could just start by like, like I said, making goals and just like working towards them. And that will help it kind of like racking up points, you know, to, to your confidence that way. And truly just believing, like I heard a while back that um, I was listening to this other podcast about how people will look at like CrossFit games athletes in their nutrition and think like, oh, well that can never be me because like, I'm not a CrossFit games athlete. Like those people are just special. But um, it was actually a D Cashew who said like, no, those CrossFit games athletes are just professionals with their life. And not everybody wants to be a professional athlete, but we can all be professionals in whatever we're doing in our life. And I thought that was just like, so that just really stuck with me because I think that that really is how I've lived my whole life is like, this is my goal. And this is like the type of characteristics that I, I need to embody to get to that goal. And so it's, it wasn't really like, um, I don't have to make that many choices because I've already chosen choose it chose to be that type of person and so then I just take out those actions daily which is obviously I, a lot uh you know easier said than done but that's just kind of how my brain has always worked for sure I love I um, I love the way that you're leading your life you know it seems like with just fearless confidence and positivity, but I'm curious to know, you know, like with, with any goal people set, whether you're a games athlete or not, there are those times where you have, you know, setbacks or maybe days where you're not feeling as confident. And I know one goal you mentioned you've been chasing is, is getting to the games. And how do you handle mm -hmm. those times? Like, do you have any processes you, that help you, um, that could help anybody, you know, who has a lofty goal that they're chasing, who's listening? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is something that within the past uh, year or two that I've really spent a lot of time diving into because especially when you're in school, when you're younger, you know, a lot of those goals are kind of, um, you know, graduating high school. Most people, if they are, you know, doing the right things, more or less will be able to accomplish that goal. Same with, you know, university, it's a little bit more, um, more, more tough, but there's a lot of like kind of guardrails in place to help you be successful. And there's a very specific timeline. Like most people get their degree in four years, um, give or take. But then when you kind of get out of that system, it's a little bit more, it's a lot more unknown actually. So 
for me, setting the goal to go to the CrossFit Games, like some people can do that in, you know, two or three years. And I've been, I've been doing CrossFit for like eight years now. So it's, it's a lot longer and everybody's journey looks way different. Whereas when you're in school, it's like everybody's journey more or less looks the same. So I think that what has really helped me, I've definitely felt a ton of moments of self-doubt and it's not like, I'm just like, oh, I'm, you know, never second guessing myself. Um, but I think what's really helped me is, is having understanding that making it to the CrossFit games is, is only a semi controllable goal. Like I, I cannot, no matter what I do, I can never, basically I have to be better than other people to make it there. And I cannot control, you know, those people, their genetics, their training, what the programming is. Like there's a lot of things that are out of my control to make it to that goal. So one, just accepting that, like, even no matter how hard I try, I still might not ever make it. Nothing's guaranteed there. Just being able to have my self-worth and identity be more than just an athlete. Um, Because if you're only placing your self-worth on your ranking on the leaderboard, then it's, it's really devastating because most only one person wins, you know, so everyone else loses essentially in a way. And so if you're constantly having that like um, disappointment, which I have definitely gone through a period of that, it's, it's just not fun anymore. And it's, it's, even if you do win, you know, you're only going to be on that high for so long. And it's really like the 99% of the other days and moments that um, really matter. And so just knowing that I'm more than a placement on a leaderboard that I, and just trusting that, like placing my focus on the things that I actually do have a hundred percent control on. So I'm not worrying about, you know, what so-and-so is doing or um, how I compare to them. I'm focusing all that energy on how can I show up on game day, the best, most prepared uh, version of me and give my full effort regardless of the outcome. What are some of the things you mentioned, like not placing your self-worth on the podium? So Mm -hmm. what are the things in your life that you're focusing on or placing, placing that time and attention on? Uh, I think just like what I said, like really like sitting down and, and literally making like a list. Okay. What are things that are 100% in my control? My nutrition is a hundred percent my control. I control how much I'm eating, what I'm eating, how much I'm hydrating, what supplements I'm taking. I can control the environment that I'm in to an extent, um, you know, and, and make changes to that. Like, is, uh, do I have a good training environment? Do I have the right resources that I need for like, uh, physical therapy or, um, any types of like rehab stuff? What is my coaching situation look like? Um, what else, like, what is my, how have I been training my mindset and like thinking about everything that I'm doing? How am I planning out my days and using my time efficiently? So those are just a few examples of um, instead of just essentially like sitting around hoping like, oh, I hope I win or I hope I place X on the leaderboard, which I have no control over. I'm, I'm focusing, okay, like how can I make sure my nutrition's on point, my mindset, my training, 
my sleep, my recovery, all of that. Um, how can I maximize that? And I think that helps you um, just feel more fulfilled essentially in what you're doing because you know that you gave it your all and that's really all you can do. There's so much to be said for focusing on the, the journey rather than the outcome. And I'm, I'm curious, um, I know you mentioned a few moments ago, um, not having your whole identity be as a professional athlete. So how do you kind of reckon yeah. that in your everyday life and incorporate that? Cause I know that's something tons of people struggle with through injuries or, you know, getting older yeah. priority shifts. Yeah. I think it's about identifying which character traits, characteristics that you want to, who do you want to be down to the character traits? And so like, and no matter, like I said before, giving your, for me, that means like giving my full effort, no matter what the outcome is. And so that is, that is one thing that's, that's huge. And that I can like at the end of a competition, for example, like I can go back and be like, I was true to the character that I want to live and I gave my best effort and I was, I controlled everything that was in my power to control. And so, um, I don't like, I'm more than just a placement because that was like as best as I could do, I guess. It could be it's so hard, I'm sure, to navigate that space of like you want it so bad and you mm -hmm. have to at some point acknowledge how bad you want something in order to put this much yeah. energy and effort into it. But then on the flip side of that, having yeah. to be able to detach from the outcome. Do you have any um, yeah, absolutely. favorite stories or anything around that for you that like any instances where you were like, I remember them so clearly that like this was a time in my life where I like really needed to remember to detach. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is, is that it's truly been like a daily practice, uh, just as much as the physical training, mindset training. And I've been lucky to work with um, a, a mindset coach through a company called Mindset RX. And their, you know, philosophy is just that it's, it's very parallel to the physical training. Like you can't just, you know, hope to snatch 200 pounds one day and show up and really, really want it and like have it on game day. You have to put in like the daily practice of the physical training. And it's kind of the same with like the mindset. You can't just hope that at a big competition, you'll be satisfied, even if you gave it your best effort, um, if it's not something that you work on on a daily basis. So the, the mindset training is very much like, um, a micro of the big picture. So the big picture is like that, you know, for this, for this year, for example, for me, it was semifinals. Like I, that was kind of, I, you know, anything can happen getting up to semifinals, but I more or less expected to make it to semifinals. And then I wasn't really sure if I was going to make it or not. That was like the big kind of question mark for me. And so enable to, uh, in order to practice essentially, uh, quote unquote, that mindset, I, I did that almost every day this year in my training. And so 
even when you're training, you have a workout written and, and you might have certain expectations going into that workout of like, Oh, I hope I can do this many reps or I hope to hit this weight on my strength. And, um, and each day I essentially practice that same mindset. Like, okay, a lot of the days, if you guys, you know, are training CrossFit or something similar, like, you know, most of the days you often like don't meet those expectations. You know, there's good days and there's bad days. And then there's kind of like those middle days. And so if you're constantly being like, um, again, placing your worth on like, did I beat so-and-so or did I get a certain amount of reps that I thought I could do or, or hit a certain weight that I thought I could do. That's like, that's kind of practicing that, that mindset of like, you're placing your self-worth on your performance versus like the effort that went into it. And so being able to like shift your focus on the small tasks of the day towards those things that you can actually control of like, instead of, Oh, I missed a snatch at, you know, 155, something that I should always be able to hit and switching it to like, okay, I, I did my, uh, my sleep was great. My nutrition was great my, um, my hydration, all that stuff. My, I did my mobility, uh, shifting it more to the effort versus the outcome. Um, it's, it's really a daily practice and it's not something you can just expect to do, um, on game day. hundred percent. One of my favorite things, um, from this past year that I've learned, um, from a mindset coach also is how is this perfect? So when things go wrong, when things aren't going your way, when it's something that maybe you expected to be different, asking the question, okay, how is this perfect? And yep. that has been a really great shift for me, um, especially like last week, Lindsay, Laura, they know this because I had a meltdown because I accidentally deleted something that I had worked all week to build. And the first question that I was asked by myself and like a bunch of other people around me was, how is this perfect? Do you have anything like that for you that maybe brings you back or helps you change or shift the focus back to those small things? Like what, it, what do I do specifically, you're saying, yeah. to um, yeah. practice that, I guess? Yeah, I think just um it, have you guys seen that uh the the good from like Jocko Wil Wilnick or whatever I, yes. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's like it's essentially what you're saying like no matter how you know unfortunate or bad the situation is good because it's making you like stronger and more resilient and I I um I think that, yeah, just recognizing those moments, like for me personally, I do like, um, kind of like a daily journal. So it, it fluctuates what I'm doing specifically during the times of the season, but more or less I'll have like, I'll, I'll write out, um, what my training is and how I can, the things that are controllable in it, which is not like hitting a certain number or performing a certain way, but more of like those things that I said are, are a hundred percent in my control, like listing those out. And then also just like you said, um, finding like the wins of a day. So, you know, not really focusing on the things that didn't go as expected, but the things that were actually positive and 
by pra- I think by practicing that every day, you're able to kind of like turn those uh, like lemons into lemonade essentially um, by just again that that daily practice and shifting it's it really is like a shift in perspective because it's it's the same exact realities but you're just um i think the biggest thing for me has been just accepting reality and um i i read this really good book right before semifinals it's called the comeback quotient and they really systemize how to um, deal with adversity. And that could be anything from as big as like a huge, you know, career ending injury or a disease to something like really small, like you're, you get, you know, you trip at the start of your race or something like that. And so their, their main concept is, is just becoming like an ultra realist. And it's someone who just accepts reality because a lot of the times when, uh, the disappointment comes when we're not truly like fully embracing like what's actually happening. So we're not fully embracing, okay, this is like, I missed that snatch today. That's the reality. Like I can't change that, but like, what can I, um, learn from it or what can I make good come from it? Yeah. We can get so wrapped up in the, like, why didn't I, or how couldn't this have happened mm-hmm. and, and play that out. And yeah. exactly what you were saying, accepting reality. And it's such a po- mm-hmm. like such a powerful tool for athletes or business yeah. owners or anything. Um, mm-hmm. So kind yeah. of change. I, I have a really good, um, I have a really good, like, specific example of that, too, because I know that that can kind of seem like a very high up level concept. But when I was doing when I was prepping for semifinals, they one of the last workouts that they announced. So it was only a few days before competition. I didn't have much time to prep for it was like a strict deficit handstand push up workout. And so, you know, in your mind, you kind of like try to strategize what you think you can do beforehand. And then I went to go practice it. I was not able to hold the sets that I thought I should be able to. And um, I kind of had like a freak out, like a mini like breakdown, like, oh my gosh, like I'm my, my reality is not meeting my expectations because I thought like these were my expectations that I could do certain sets unbroken. And then my reality is like here and I'm not able to do that. So that gap is like the, where the disappointment comes in. So, but because I had been doing this like practice and, and um, like learning what that was about, I was able to very quickly, like within a matter of like minutes be like, Oh, okay. Like this is my reality. How can I now maximize my potential based on that reality? So I was like, okay, let me try to do timeout. It was timeout each set with a quick rest knowing that um because i'm not going to be able to do it unbroken like i thought but if i do you know quick singles or quick doubles how can i like minimize the time that that takes and so i timed those out and i had a very specific plan that i knew matched my reality and then in competition i was like all right this is like even though i want to be able to just go out and do it unbroken i know that i cannot do that and so this plan that I've come up with is the best possible is going to give me my best possible outcome. And I really just like put the blinders on, especially for that event. And 
ended up doing like really well in that event because a lot of people got um, baited into like trying to do bigger sets at the beginning. And I was actually like in the bottom half of my heats. And then by the end I ended up winning the heat. So it was like, that was just like a really cool um, moment for me because it was like a very, it almost turned into something really bad. Like had I just been like, Oh, this sucks. Like I'm not as good as I thought I was. And like, well, maybe on game day, I'll just be able to do it unbroken and like kind of having this like, you know, not a solid grasp on reality. So I think that you can apply that to whatever it is you're doing, whether it's exercising or, or something completely different. That is me on Murph every year. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get through these push-ups, like singles yep. so last year. And then I get like, yep. 75 push-ups in I'm like <clears throat> singles all right sick yep, <laughs> yep. um kind of changing gears a little bit because I'm so interested in your clothing line and your goals behind it because I remember when I was competing in CrossFit um and I would do so many little things like I had my eyelashes done I always had my mm-hmm. nails done all of these things mm-hmm. that I just felt like still reminded me of my femininity, even though I was yep. in this sport that was, you know, changing my body into a physique that I had never had before, or asking me to really step mm-hmm. into masculine energy and compete and show up all the time. So I'd love to hear more mm-hmm. about how your clothing line is kind of combating just that and what, what the why and the purpose is behind it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that 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 is something that looking back on like me growing up is something that I've always um, prided myself on is is being, I guess, unique in a sense that like, I don't fit into like one label or one box. And I think that as we when we're when I was younger, at least just with societal like norms and pressures, you think like, Oh, this, if you like this, you should be like this. And, and so on, you know, as far as like, Oh, if you're like, if you like to, um, you know, wear dresses and like super feminine, then you don't really, then you might not like sports and things like that, that are very like stereotypical. And I think as I'm, um, you know, an adult now, I realize that, that's not how really anyone is like that. We're especially women. We're so like most women are super dynamic and, you know, are able to tap into those feminine and masculine um, energies. And I just think that that is so cool because it's um, I don't know. It just is, is the possibilities um, endless. And so, so I think that that is one thing like growing up in competitive cheerleading that's a big part of the performance is, you know, like your presentation of how you look and you we always had, you know, cute, like rhinestoned uniforms and super crazy like hair and makeup. And so that for me, especially is something that um, has always been part of my identity. And I think going into a sport that, you know, now is definitely more female, um, you know, occupied, but what is traditionally like weightlifting and stuff like that is, is very heavily male dominated. Um, I think that has been a really, really fun, I guess, adventure to, um, kind of like not bridge that gap, but just like enable women to feel like, yep, I can 
I can be both, you know, I can have my, you know, nails done and my hair done and a cute, like rocking outfit, but I'm still going to be a badass, like lift some heavy weights and like, and it really embody both of those energies. It's like that, get a girl that can do both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, yeah, I think that that's just, I don't know. I think that's what makes, um, in a way, like being a woman so special is because you can like, there's no like limits to that. And not that there are for men either, but I think historically like women have been very much like, Oh, this is like how a girl acts. And like, you have to be like present a certain way and like, don't, you know, don't lift weights cause you'll get too like manly looking or whatever. And like, I think that CrossFit and like, um, like weightlifting sports have really like started to change that perception of strength and beauty together, which is awesome. I know that there is the, your clothing line, it has the goal of, you know, being still like look good, feel good behind it. Um, what else are you doing mm -hmm. kind of as an individual to marry those worlds of, yeah, I can be strong and sexy, or I can lift a bunch of weight and still, you know, feel feminine. I think the most important thing is just living my own truth and, and knowing that, you know, everybody's personality and identity is, is different. And um, you don't have to look a certain way or act a certain way to be accepted. I think that whatever you're bringing to the table is unique and that's what makes you like so special. And just like I said, being able to do that myself and, and living my life as I want to hopefully can inspire others to kind of do the same. And they, you may look different than me or have different interests than me, but just being able to really be yourself and a full expression of yourself, knowing that that's the best, I guess, version to the world is when you're truly like being yourself. I love that. Allie, I need to know what's your favorite piece in your line? Oof, that's a tough decision. I think currently right now my favorite is going to be the Rari Luxe Bra. Um, so I, my uh, line was initially launched almost two years ago. It'll be two years uh, this September with a core set of items. Um, and the Rari, which is named after my cat Rari, uh, was one of the original ones. But just uh, like last month, we um, came out with a new fabric for it with some new colors. And the fabric is like super, super soft. And I have it on almost every day because it's like one of the most comfortable. And um, for me, the just it's just easy to like pair with things and it feels great on every workout. Like I don't have to worry about like, um, you know, any wardrobe malfunctions. And so it's just like sexy, comfortable. It, it, it hits all those checks, all those boxes. 
noted. I have to know what to prioritize getting, you know? So exactly. That was very helpful. Yes. Thank you. That's the, that's the newest one. And then, um, I actually do have a couple new launches coming out, um, at the end of this year. So one is going to be, um, this is kind of a secret too. So if you're listening to this, you got the insider information. We're doing like an intimates line. So it's going to be called, um, feel. And it's basically like underwear and like a bralette. So not like a sports bra that, um, the underwear you can, you know, you can wear and they're really comfortable for working out or just for lounging and kind of same with the bralette. Like it's more of like a lounge wear, uh, which is something new that born primitive has never really done before. So I'm super excited to see how that one, uh, that line takes off. And then I have a second, um, more traditional like workout wear, uh, line that's going to be coming out hopefully the end of, of 2021 in December. And that has over 20 different styles that I've been literally working on for almost two years now. <laughs> so I'm super excited for that one to come out. What's your favorite part of the process of creating these apparel lines? I'm really interested to know. I think it's just kind of having like an idea um, and seeing that come to life through all the different stages. Um, so some things are like a hybrid of like products maybe that I already own. So like, oh, I like the straps from this bra or like the, um, the fabric of this one or the cut of this one <clears throat> and bringing those together. And then sometimes it's kind of just like completely, I just like had an idea for something that I sketched up and then send it to the designer they send back the prototypes and then that process, then I'll send back and that kind of just um, goes on until it's perfect. And sometimes that takes quite a few tries because I think I have a really high standard of like the products that I want to put out and, and be actual products that I truly wear and am comfortable and feel good in. And then getting to pick out the colors and the, the marketing for it and like the idea behind it. I think that <clears throat> all of those small details like really mean a lot to me. And so I just really love like the process of the whole thing. I know that was so many <laughs> things, but just seeing something through from like start to finish and just know that it's just more than just like, um, you know, just trying to make a quick buck or something. It is really like something that I'm passionate about and that I do take pride in like getting all those details like perfect and um yeah <laughs> i love when women are making athletic clothing because i can't tell you how many times <laughs> i have put something on and i'm like there's yeah. not a female in history that would put this on and be like yeah i want to do yeah. hand push-ups in this this is gonna really work <laughs> yeah for sure Did you ever think that you were going to, or did you ever want to design clothing before this? Because that to me is very interesting, like how you're so in the process. Um, because a lot of athletes have their own minds, but they're not as in the work as you are. So did, was that something that was interesting to you before this? Or did you just kind of find a new passion in the process here? I think it was a little bit of both. I think that it was something that I was definitely 
interested in, but I didn't realize was quite a passion as it was. Um, but I think, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh my God, I love this so much. And then looking back, you're like, oh, the signs were kind of all there. So like when I was growing up, like I mentioned with being a competitive cheerleader, like that was the outfits and the uniforms were like a huge part of that. Plus I remember growing up and I had like, um, I always, I always had like a costume box. So I would have like all these costumes that I would just wear, like not even on Halloween, just like whenever I wanted. And I actually got in trouble one time for dressing up, going to school dressed as a cat when I was like in kindergarten and my teacher was like, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> so I think I've always had this, like, <laughs> what's that? I said, that's incredibly rude and unwarranted. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was being a distraction or something. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and then just even once starting CrossFit, like, I would always try to seek out, like, unique items and fun prints and stuff like that. Um, that were different than just your regular, like plain, you know, sports bra and shorts. And, and I dabbled with a couple items with a couple other companies before coming on with Born Primitive. And that was definitely one thing that I was like, I want to give this a shot. Um, So I made sure before like joining them that they were, they were on board to try it as well. And then the first line, like I said, came out two years ago and it was, it was, got such great feedback and I just loved being like, like I said, getting that um, feedback from women. Like I was kind of like, I created this for a certain purpose. And then they were, these women were telling me like, yes, like I felt that really. And so I think that that just kind of continued to develop the passion and, and um, yeah, I'm super excited for this next thing to come out. And so I think it was, it's kind of always been there, but actually like doing it has, has, that's, it's something that I really love doing. So cool to see the evolution of it too, because (laughs) I, like I said, like a lot of athletes have their own lines and maybe they don't put as much time and energy and effort into developing it and making it what they want it to be. So it's been really, really cool to see how much passion is behind this project for you. And I love it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so where can, if anyone is like, okay, I need the Rari sports bra, Rari sports mm-hmm. bra right now, where yep. can they find it? And where can they find more about you if they want to follow along with your journey? So my line is all on born primitive. If you just go to bornprimitive.com and you go under collections, you'll see my name, Allison Scuds there. So that's everything that's in my collection. You could probably also just Google Allison Scuds Born Primitive and it will bring you right up to the link. And then I'm definitely most active on Instagram. I try to be as open and organic and just um, real as I can be on there and always open to, you know, I try to answer all the comments and DMs that have um, legitimate comments or questions for me. And I love talking to people there. I have a little bit um, on YouTube. I'm not as consistent on there, but both of those usernames are the same, ASCUDS. And I have a website as well, which is also ascuds.com, where I have some uh, written blogs, but it got super consistent there, but definitely some good uh, hidden gems in there. 
Love it. Thank you so much again for coming on and chatting with us today. And I'm super excited to see what comes for you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It was so fun and um, I'm excited to, uh, to share this with everybody else as well. Thanks so much, Allie.